This is a Skeptic Frog production. Air, water, earth, fire. With the cards dealt, the pieces set, and the wheels beginning to turn, the White Lotus now more than ever has to face their own reflection as both worlds watch in anticipation for what will come of the Avatar's return. Previously on Dice Benders. I, I turn back to the to the to the man and I say, We're the Cajun Fry. You guys hear we're gonna be playing against some um some White Lotus members this year. <sighs> as long as they put up the challenge. Although they may be new to the game, just as I, that doesn't make them any less of a threat. Let redemption begin! So that's 32 points of damage, and then 15 feet for the push. That's 105 feet total. You're five feet short. Plus three to the fans. <laughs> okay, so it's 10 feet from the goal. Yeah, oh, I think she's gonna win, because she's also gonna use her chi to do yank and move it in an additional 30 feet, so that'd be 120 feet. Can you guys stop it? I got chi, babies. Hold on. Oh! <laughs> that is seven plus seven. 14 bonus action 15 feet towards them do you guys have anything to stop that i have one more chance. but you used your reaction oh, she did oh my god you're right oh, and we have a winner finally again for the second time today on that first round the iron carperfish give it up for them the fire was lit on the other end of the canyon uh, opposite of where the crowd was. The crowd went into this huge roar of applause and cheering for the Cajun Fry, the newcomers. Then you guys were sent over to where the encampment was going to be. That's kind of just where we were left off at. That's pretty much where we stopped. And it was going to be where uh, we were just kind of like cut to the next morning, but we don't have Taro here, so things had to change a little bit. However, I do want to say still, it is the afternoon, dusk, night, whatever. It's insert period in time just before bed. Uh, you guys are having dinner already made in uh, in the name of both towns. Uh, having these cooks down here that'll cook everything for you guys. And there's two different table sets set up in this tent. Every All of the buildings down here aren't buildings. They're just tents, Little this little encampment that they get put up after the rounds have been over for people to get their rest. Mechanically still, you guys haven't had a long rest, so your HP is still where it's at, your Chi is still where it's at, uh, but this has been long enough for you guys to get a short rest, which means your stamina has returned. Woo! Yes. But it is up to any of you guys to decide to sit with your own group or sit ev everybody sit together at one big table. Um, kind of leaving the option up to you guys, and what kind of food do you see being made, uh, down here? Is it something that you feel like they, you request it, they make it, or what? I think out of spite, there will be no Cajun fries. <laughs> They'll just have regular, boring, plain fries, not even salted. Uh, just like the plain old, like, steak fries. All you yeah. gotta do is rub it on yourself. It seems like you got enough salt to throw. <laughs> I'm confused. Do I have too many scars or am I too salty? You gotta pick one. I mean, why can't you be both? 
because that's illegal. The salt right. comes from the tears. Aiden's tears? I yes. haven't cried, so... I'm not no. Yang. I am I not Yang. <laughs> Alright, so you guys are sitting there having dinner. Uh, I will say, since uh, we didn't hear much, you guys are sitting at opposite tables. The Each team is sitting at their own table, by their own sides. Uh, and we're going to go over to you, Aiden, and the Iron Cobra Fish. June has already eaten rather quickly and just kind of uh, decided to leave uh, to go to the tent to rest, trying to rest early or something. Uh, and it's just you and Taco currently, Aiden. And Taco, I can't remember the voice that I gave him. It was kind of like a younger dork. Taco goes, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good team that we fought. We? What is this we? You were still in the canyon while I and June were dealing with the White hey, Lotus. Hey, listen, I provided that moral support. You guys knew I was coming, so all that all that extra goody fighting that you guys did was just, you know, icing on the cake, right? Taco, you're an yeah. idiot. Ugh, well that's rude. You're an adorable idiot, but you're still an idiot. That's better, thank you. Still, though, so, it, makes, it makes me wonder, like, how that White Lotus training works, because they didn't do too bad being first-timers. Hmm. Well, I mean, how, how well can they be? I mean, look what happened in Republic City. Which, uh, you know, I'm kind of curious about, to be honest. Everything I hear on the news is always something different. Hmm. I know, tell me about it. There was a televised scenario in which they were talking about how one White Lotus member died and then they recanted that statement saying nobody was hurt and then saying that 20 people were injured. It just didn't make much sense. But either way, they weren't very useful. The, the big thing that I keep seeing is just like, some people are trying to say that the the avatar that was there is was good and trying to stop the corruption of the council or something like that so the white lotus was like doing the opposite to help i honestly don't know anything about the avatar since you know that's just hearsay yeah it's true it's true still and he looks over to the table of the cajun fry and he goes still i'm kind of kind of want to talk to him a little bit, figure that out. I think that's kind of neat that they were there. I mean, we could always go talk to him. Yeah. Yeah, all right. And he gets up uh, and kind of like leans in the direction, seeing if you're going to follow. Are you sure you're not going to get lost along the way? And I stand up. <laughs> you know, Aiden, sometimes I wonder why we put you on this team. Because out of all of us, I'm the better looking. Yeah, just don't tell June you said that. I mean, I'm not afraid to tell you. <laughs> You're the one that's afraid to tell her you've got a crush on her. And I make my way to the table. Hey, no, there, there's, as as you're walking away, he's got this nervous smile on his face. And he goes, no, listen, that's not true. None of, none of that is factually accurate. Uh, there's, uh, hey, White Lotus, how are you? Hey, how's it going? So you Good like game? a girl, huh? <laughs> no, I don't like girls. I mean, I, extend my I don't leg like. And I'm like, have a seat. So let's talk about it. <laughs> and I he look at, cautiously I look, sits down. I look for like a is like there like a waiter around? Like 
Yeah, we might need uh, like a couple of drinks. <laughs> yeah, one of the Airbender um, refs comes over to ask uh, what you guys want to drink, uh, gets everything prepped, and then brings it back over to you guys. You want tea, uh, coffee, or something stronger than that? I'll just have a um, cactus juice. <laughs> Jaeger <laughs> takes the challenge and also asks for cactus juice. Uh, Taco leans into Kevin a little uncomfortably close for someone who you just met and he goes, how is he on cactus juice? Is this something to be concerned about? Um, It's gonna be interesting. Cactus juice helps me see. Helps. Oh, that's right. He thought that you were blind. <laughs> yes. He rolled so poor he didn't catch that it was a joke. Yes. And he... Obvious. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> and uh, Taco just looks at you, uh, Jaeger, after you said that, and he goes, oh, that's right. Uh, do you, he, here. And he, like, grabs the drink from the airbender and, like, nudges it over to you, and he just goes, okay, open. Oh, and, oh. And, and he guides the drink to your mouth and starts oh. til- uh, tipping, and he says, okay, just raise your hand when, when that's enough. Uh-huh. And he just continues <laughs> and tips more and uh-huh. more. The glass is about half empty. He uh-huh. looks super nervous. Water starting to come out. This or liquid is starting to come out the side of your mouth. Uh-huh. He's just still going because you haven't stopped uh-huh. him yet. And the whole thing is just about empty. And uh-huh. finally, it is it is all completely in your mouth at this point, uh-huh. or just all over you because <laughs> your mouth uh-huh. is only but so full. <laughs> And, and he Kevin he pulls away, and he just looks at Kevin nervously, like. And Kevin pretty much have his hand over his face, and just just trying not to laugh so hard. I take a sip of my cactus juice, and look at Jaeger like he's insane. I bet you had your pinky out, you disgusting savage. Mm, no, no pinky. Oh, you don't have a pinky. Do you mind if I ask you a question? Yes. What happened in Republic City? Oh, man. Where should I start? So there was this race, ancient race of people called the Florigs, right? And they wanted to resurrect a giant demonic frog that was underneath the the tower of the uh, committee. (laughs) I cast silence on Jaeger. Uh, Jaeger, you can't. They, you can talk, but they don't hear you anymore. Giant frog, interdimensional wizard council. Taco just leans into Aiden and is like, man, I could still hear him. I think you need to brush up on your skills. Apparently. But uh, yeah, seriously though, like the news always says something different. They say that the Avatar was there and you guys were trying to kill him. Uh, other news reports say that he was trying to like help end the corruption in the city, trying to be the Avatar, and you guys stopped that too. Like what? What exactly happened? We're still trying to figure that out. So like, is he a good guy or what? We do not know of yet. Because as far as we know, the Avatar is supposed to be a seven-year-old boy. That's true. Seven. I was under the impression eight. Seven or eight years old. Yeah, right around that time. The Avatar we saw was pretty much in its late late teens, 
pretty much late teens, early 20s. Yeah, yeah, you know, he was such a cool guy. He killed my master and our partner. It was, it was he was a great person. They, are they still here? Womp, 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 womp. Uh, if you ask Jaeger, no. If you ask everybody else, yes. Okay. Oh. Uh, I can say whatever I want. Pretty much. And nobody can hear you. Aang <laughs> was the Avatar's grandkid. I called I, him young for fun. I look at Kevin and this rumor of... Every time I dreamed of him, he died. That's this, it was that's a premonition. <laughs> Shut up. I could have easily prevented it, but I did nothing. <laughs> yeah, you were helping Torque, who did yeah. not help. So this rumor that a Lotus member was killed, is this true? Kevin just looks, kind of looks down at his cup and just pretty much in silence. An enlightened airbender is what I heard. He was a hero. I mean, was he though? I mean, he is dead. What He's was his name? Yang. Oh, like the like those drinks, the Yangers. Yeah. Those are disgusting. But they do the job and keep you uh, keep you alive. Obviously, they didn't do him a job. And as but, for uh, and as for Yang, let's just say um, during the whole event, he did save a lot of people. Well, oh, that's good. Being a white lotus, I hope he did. I mean, for all we know, the white lotus were the ones that caused this situation. We're just, I mean, you, we're hearing a story from you saying that an individual who's supposed to be for the people decided to go on a rampage and attack people for no reason. The it's, Avatar is the embodiment of order, correct? Oh, they're... They're the ones that are supposed to hold peace. And obviously... And right now, there is a tentative peace between what's happening in Republic City and what's happening in the in the Fire Nation. A tentative yeah, peace that's between a whole them. other thing. The Fire Nation stuff. What's up with that? The same time Republic City was attacked, the Fire Nation was attacked too. Right. Do you guys know why? Most likely to start a war between... Republic City, the Republic Nation, and the Fire Nation. Yeah, well, it sounds like they did a pretty bang-up job. Republic City was in a, like, a pretty bad situation, and it's not every day you lose, and uh, as he's saying all of this, he's starting to pour Jaeger another glass into his mouth. Just I said my Let him swallow that one first! <laughs> <laughs> so, what you're saying is that in the means. While Republic City was being attacked, the Fire Nation was being attacked. Mm-hmm. And where was the White Lotus for that? Well, we do have schools everywhere. Well, in the Fire Nation. And trying to build one in Republic Nation. That's why we were there to begin with. To build a school there. When we got there, let's just say there was already tensions in Republic Nation. I look at Taco skeptically. And he's just nodding. The tension was between non-vendors and vendors. I mean, there's tension between vendors and non-vendors anywhere you go. Anywhere, yeah. We're talking about representation. To the point of boiling over into a civil war. I don't don't know. That's kind of weird. Because, like... You know, like, uh, the Fire Lord, as far as I know, was a was a bender, 
but they still represented the non-benders in the Fire Nation, too. Then you also got a crazy person on the council who who just oh. said... So, so the crazy person was, was true. So, like, the Avatar was trying to stop the corruption in the city. There were, multi- there were two councilmen. Well, council people. One was a general, and the other uh, controlled the vine district. Mind you, Taco, this is coming from White Lotus members. We don't necessarily and, mean it. doesn't necessarily mean it's true. And also, it sounds like they don't know everything that was happening anyway. They and also, let me remind you, out. you're also talking to primary sources who were there. Do you have any other primary sources you can go to? Uh, I would. <laughs> Taco just looks awkwardly and is like, uh, <laughs> scratches his head and is like, not really. I only know what the reports are saying. And even then, the reports vary from which outlet you watch. Uh, and and exactly conversation... who you are. Yeah. You are, again... I'm Taco. And he points to his chest. Hi, Taco. I'm Kevin. Taco, tell us something about you. Uh, I'm a bender. I've been doing the uh, redemption for a few years. My, my dad and my grandfather were also on the Iron Cobra Fish team. Uh, my dad actually owns the team brand now, so... Uh, my whole life is kind of just this. Right. And you, uh, I know your name is Aiden. Tell us, tell us about you. I joined the Iron Cobras a couple of years back and have been playing here ever since. What draw you to the, uh, to this game? At the time, it was just a way for me to earn some quick cash, but I've gotten comfortable here. What about you? I joined the White Lotus to be a doctor. I look over at Jaeger and I drop the silence spell and say, and you? And don't say something crazy. Wah, 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 wah. We can hear you now. Wah, 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 wah. You're asking why I joined? What brought you here? Yes. I don't know. We've tried to answer and it just seems like you're not going to believe us either way. <laughs> We're heading uh, from this town uh, all the way to, well, your town, actually, for a meeting. A meeting? So where are you heading? Like I said, we're heading to a meeting. But we we decided to play uh, this game of redemption to give the the team here uh, the opportunity to uh, pretty much give them a chance to go to the swamps. Well, well. I look forward to our match tomorrow, but I need to go get cleaned up because you, as I look at Kevin, have been quite a formidable opponent, and I look forward to our next bout. I too look forward to uh, to tomorrow, and I, c- I can say this, if you don't want to join the Iron Corpus, you're welcome to join the White Lotus. I give, uh, I give you a quizzical look. And turn and walk away. <laughs> so, quick question to you, Taka. Eh. Where's your water bender friend? Ooh, did you guys hear that? Yes, I, I did. did. That was, that's good. That was a good one. Um, 
He just kind of looks <laughs> at you. Well Here's your waterbender, thunder strikes. <laughs> <laughs> I he just looks her. He just looks to you and goes, I don't know, she's always off doing something, going somewhere. Maybe she's just a quiet type. Yeah, I think so, too. But, and he puts his hands on the on the table and gets up and goes, I was just... On that note, with Aiden heading out, I'm going to be gone, too. So, uh, it's good chatting, you guys. Good chatting with you. And uh, he turns and walks away. Jaeger. You know, this is this, this one of the few times we're actually here by ourselves. No Taro, no teachers, none of that. Just by ourselves. We have yet to have, like, any talks or anything like that. I know, we're usually just the sideline of our own main story. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing alright, I guess. All things considered. Republic City was a real nightmare. Yeah, I love how nobody listens to us. How did we did not see Dante uh, playing, playing both sides? Well, if anybody should have seen it, it should have been me. I should have caught on to it. Ah. <sighs> But now I just gotta live with that. And even doing a background check on Dante, the only thing we know, he is Fire Nation. Maybe, like his parents, that's it. He pretty much disappeared. We don't know what his motivations are. Uh, we don't even know if there's more t like, like an organization that's behind him. Do you think that maybe the people who would try to attack the Fire Nation thought he was going to be there? Probably. It's like really the only lead we have to go off of. Right now the White Lotus is keeping the peace, but it is tenuous at best. Yeah. It's not... It's even harder with the... with the news reports being against us. The news reports are all over the place. You heard what Taco said. So, the Avatar is good. Busy being the Avatar silenced. Yeah. Um. Pretty much, the news reports are all are all over the place. Um. The White Lotus try to um try to protect the city. The White Lotus is attacking the city. The Avatar is good. The Avatar is evil. It's a, it's a the news is a hot mess. At the end of the day, it's way more complicated. Indeed. Than the people can really fathom. Yep. And I'm just pinching the bridge of my nose. <laughs> and uh, <sighs> the rest of the night carries on. It sounds like you guys kind of chat a little bit more about this, unless there's more that you do want to add specifically. So what exactly happened at the, at the fire rally? Oh, uh, well, we just... It's in the past now. They had a meeting of, like, plotting their attack. They wanted to... I tried to convince them not to kill the members and instead take them hostage so that I could at least have a chance to do something about it. And, you know, the next day happened and that all went down. Yeah. If I ever get my hands on Dante, I am... Whew, he played us good. It's like he was being puppeted by somebody who knew the everything there is to know in the world. It, I'm sorry, that it, joke was too meta. 
<sighs> he is being manipulated. And to what end? I have no idea. But we know this. Once we get uh, get to where we need to go, uh, talk with the big boss, they can hopefully shed some new light and probably give us an ash chew one or two. Yeah. Do you think this meeting is just going to be a... They're going to... How do I put this in a PG way? Screw us? Yeah. That's a possibility. You guys finish off the rest of your food, uh, the rest of the meat, I'm sure, uh, and head to your own personal tents. Both tents look pretty much the same, and they're a good uh, 60, 80 feet from each other with, uh, with the referee tent even further from that, just to provide space for everybody, but the refs are there just to ensure nothing ever happens between the teams or something but between or between rounds. Um, those running the game decided, yes, tomorrow would be a better day for round two, uh, seeing as how hard and how long that first round was and how hard you guys fought for it. Right. Uh, but as you guys all settle down for the night, Taro has... She ate and then pretty much went to bed, much in the same way that June did. Uh, you see Taro is still just conked out in bed. And question, if, if, how's the moon? It's like a night before full. Okay. You guys prepare yourselves for bed, begin to lay down. You guys head to bed. One thing that you find very strange, though, throughout the night, uh, Aiden. In your tent, everybody is resting. Uh, and just roll me a d20. I want to see something. Ah, you bastard! Four. Okay. I right. also got a four. When, when you wake up, uh, and Jaeger sounds like at the exact same time, uh, <laughs> you notice it's thundering. Taco, you notice Taco is just clocked out. He is gone. However, June's bed is empty. Oh, I get so, up and immediately start looking for June. All right, June. But as you take a step outside, we cut over to the other tent. Uh, Kevin, hmm? you naturally just kind of wake up because something doesn't sit right at the moment with you you start to hear like rustling outside of your tent and it could have been from the energy you're starting to feel from the almost full moon or something but your sentence your senses feel slightly heightened which leads to this jolt something you, doesn't feel right as you're hearing little scuff scratches and noises outside of your tent. I am pretty much getting myself pretty much uh, make sure uh, add on my pajamas, like cat shoes, a couple of water skins, um, like my water skins, and pretty much have one open just in case I need to chuck something. Okay. But you're not waking up any of your teammates? Because we are like getting quietly getting ready. Because we're all in separate tents, right? No, each team is in their own tent. Oh, okay. And I look at Jaeger and I'm like, come on, Jaeger. Kind of tap him on the foot a bit. 
Wah, 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 wah. Jagger. Why, why? There's, there's something, there's something outside, something wrestling. Well, we're in the forest. No, you guys are in the canyon. Wait, we're in a canyon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rustling in a canyon. Place. Redemption takes place in a in the canyon. Rustling in the canyon. <laughs> oh. and, I, and I think I hear the bottles of cactus juice being opened. And Aiden, while you're outside, roll me a perception check. I try to avoid doing perception checks a bit more now, but I feel like this would call for it because it's nighttime. Perception is going to be 13, 12 plus, oh wait, 14, 12 plus 2. You see two large shadowy masses at the at the other people's tent. Do I recognize at, it? At this distance and with that roll in the dark, no. But you can tell that there's two large masses. I quickly go back into my tent, grab my fans. Okay. And wake up Taco. I wake up Taco by literally air flipping his bed over. You just hear him. Let me roll a snore check for Taco. All right. He he has a he got a ten. He snores kind of relatively. Uh, so he just goes, and then you just like, <laughs> and he just goes, what? June's missing, and there are things outside quite lotus. Yes, kinda, I know. And he he lazily slides out from under his mattress half asleep grabs his like light hammer on the side and is like did you tell the refs not yet oh. Jesus and as you guys make your way outside uh, he's gonna roll a perception check too he's not too perceptive got a 10. Uh, but at least with the ten, he he'll look over and just like nudge you and say, "Hey, there's got." He he, he points over to the uh, ref tent and you see another two of the like same sized masses at the ref tent. You know what? I think I have something for this. Where's <sighs> wrong page? While you're looking for that, Kevin, can I Hager, use a uh, whirlwind? Whirlwind? No, sorry, wind wall. Um, wind wall. I want to create a wall of air, 50 foot long, 15 feet high, and I can do it up to 120 feet. Can I, um, can I engulf the referee tent with the wind wall to protect it? I can tell you this. Yep. You can choose one of these tents to do something with. With the shuffling and stuff at your current distance you don't know if these sh these figures are at the tent or heading towards it so it will be it one of two things will happen you will either encase the tent keeping the these figures out of that zone or you will encase the tent with the creatures there mm, gotcha um, at this distance you can't tell which one would happen gotcha all right in that case I am gonna look at Taco and say, what should we do? Uh, I can check out them if you want to check out the Lotus. Alright, I'll go check out the Lotus. Kevin and Jaeger, uh, what are you guys doing in your tent? Okay, I'm waking Jaeger up, seeing him actually 
Is he actually waking up? Baker, wake up! I'm awake. Get There's a rustling in the canyon. Come on. Okay. That's, dang- that's danger. Alright, I grab my axe and sword and go outside. You just walk outside? That's right. God damn it, Jaeger. Jaeger has no shame. At least he's have his pants but, on. Uh, roll for pants. Does uh, he? Does he? I got a nat one. You do not have your pants on. Ah, uh, yes. Do I have my boots on? With a nat one, no. Okay. But <laughs> you, right. he, you just, you just waltz outside. Yes. The best way, I think, to describe, to describe it is either you're completely winning-pooing it or naked. Does I a 23 hit you, Jaeger? What? Does a 23 hit you? Yeah. You hear as this uh, claw comes I'm over sorry. and what? strikes you. Was that sound effect? <laughs> it's just some noise that I made. That was not... That was... For, it sounded like you put me into a hentai episode. <laughs> <laughs> For 10 necrotic damage, this claw comes straight down on you as a surprise attack. Oh, that's all by Suckers. <laughs> yeah. as, you got a, as you got slashed at, uh, you turn, you, you get dealt this blow on your chest, and you look up and you see uh, two canyon crawlers snooping around on the outside of your tent and then has their attention straight on you. Good. Roll initiative. I do the, heli- I do the helicopter. The heli- oh, Jesus. Roll initiative, Which adds guys. a plus five to my initiative. Uh, I got a 19. Uh, right. You know what? At the helicopter, I'm taking a disadvantage initiative roll. <laughs> Alright, what'd you get, Kevin? Okay. Fourteen. Alright. That means, Aiden, as you were walking up to the tent, you're able to see a little more clearly. Your eyes are starting to adjust to the dark, and you see these are two canyon crawlers that were snooping around the outside of their their tents. But something is a little uh, upsetting. Immediately after one of the White Lotus steps out, their attention is directed straight at that person as they went to go attack. You're an idiot, get back in your tent. Shut up, Aiden. I need, I need the canyon, uh, I moved to where I can be within, is it possible to get the two of them in a 10 foot radius together without hitting? Yes, they are close enough to have pack tactics with each other. All right, I need a constitution saving throws from both of them. All right, what are you doing? I am using Shattering Wave, and I am going to upcharge. No, I can't upcharge it. Never mind. Upcharge is just a natural thing. It just happens. Oh, okay. So then I, uh, you are trying to be a constitution saving throw of 14. 14? Both of them pass. One got a net 20, one got a 14 total. Okay, in that case, they only take half of 3d8 thunder damage. Are you using your fans? Yes. You also added... Oh, yes, the d6. Yep. Alright, yes. Thank you. Alright, so let's see. 11 plus 8 is 19, plus 3 is 21, 22, 23. 
and then another d6 that is 25 points of thunder damage. All right, 25. We chose to round up, so 26, 13 damage total. All righty. And what a coincidence. There's the thunder for the shattering wave. <laughs> yeah, what does it look like when you cast this? Um, Jaeger, you watch as the air around the um, the uh, canyon crawlers begins to shake violently, and the uh, canyon spiders are visibly distressed, and you hear a loud thunderous boom once it's over with. Yeah, and as they get attacked, they go... <laughs> Nothing like the early breeze between your knees. <laughs> yeah, it's at this point, Jaeger, when you realize that you are not wearing pants because it's way too chilly down there right now. Um, bonus action. I wish to shove one of the canyon spiders an additional 10 feet Ooh, away hella. from Jaeger. All right, it'll be the one that attacked him. So that goes flying Sorry, away. Sorry, 15 making feet. Weird, making weird spider noises. As it gets pushed away from you, Jaeger. Okay. Which marks your turn. Okay. I'm going to charge at it. The one that got blown away or the second one? Uh, the closest one, I guess. Okay, the closest one would be the one that wasn't blown away. Okay. This I is the one between the one you and Aiden. Okay, I'm going to attack yeah. that one. Do I'm going to hit it with my axe. And it goes... Uh, 17. 17 would hit. You're using your axe, you do have multi-attack, so you, you can attack twi- or uh, extra attack, so you have a second attack with your weapon. I will do that. I gotta roll another one for that one, too? Yes. Okay. And that one's a 19. Both of them hit. Go ahead and roll damage for both. Okay. 13. 13 deanies? Yeah. And then while I'm up in there, I'm gonna shoot it with fire bullets. Do it. I think at your level, you shoot three now. Yes. So I got, I got two 17s and a 19. Uh, all of those hit. And then that is 12 damage. Jesus. All right, this thing is looking like it's not happy. And it goes... <laughs> as you slash... Of my nude hours. As you slash into it uh, twice and then do three little pews of fire uh, straight into its, its body. It's now that one's turn. Uh, as you were uh, doing damage, Aiden sure did as well, but it will instead be attacking you, Jaeger, because you've done so much more to it. Uh, it does make two attacks, one bite and one claw. So it is going to bite. Got a 19 on the die, so 25 total. And then it's claw yeah. attack. Uh, 16 plus 6, 22. So both are going to hit. Yeah. I'm going to roll for the bite. I rolled actually really high, which doesn't really... That's not good for you. Wow. It is Thir it's 13 damage as it bites into your shoulder, uh, completely unfazed by your helicopter. What? Impossible. <laughs> and then it goes to claw at the helicopter. No. Wait. <laughs> Hang for, on. Uh, for 11 necrotic damage. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> on the helicopter. Oh! No. Is it still attached? Let's hope so. It was the most undamaged part of my body so far. Jaeger so. is now 100% scarred. <laughs> uh, do you remember how much damage it did? Did you write it all down? Yeah, I kept up. Okay, cool. You, How are you looking? 
Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, next up is Kevin. You're hearing these sounds. You saw Jaeger just grab his stuff and and leave. Uh, and that then immediately- didn't even have no pants! Immediately you, you've been hearing like- And then like a gust of wind. And then like a thud. And then you heard like two slashes and some poos. And then like biting. And you just hear all of this combat happen in like the span of like eight seconds. Oh my- What the, What the- Going out there with my- Oh, with my spear and uh, my water scans and grabbing um and grabbing a sh like a blanket on the way out <laughs> <laughs> for Jaeger <laughs> yeah okay uh, looking out how far away the creature is from me there's two of them one is is uh between Jaeger and Aiden which would be on your left and then on the right there is one that was blown away but it's flipped back over and uh, it sees you and it's marking you as its target mentally. Oh, lovely. Okay, I'm going to, uh, bonus action, uh, would it be a bonus action or just a free action just to toss uh, the blanket to Jaeger? That's just a free action. I'm just gonna toss a blanket at Jaeger, like, cover that up! Nobody need to see that early in the morning. And Perfect. I am- I'll use this to strangle the creature. <laughs> and I am going to use uh, a water ball at, at at that guy, at that creature that marked me as his target. That's the mm -hmm. first thing I'm going to do. All right, what do I need? Nothing. To do? Water water bolt is an attack act. It's it's a it's a ranged mancer attack. So if you're uh, rolling, do it up. Okay, let's go. Sixteen plus six, so that's going to be a twenty-two to hit. Totally hit. All right. That'll be two D8s. You whip its face and it goes... So, three... Three. So, six bludgeoning damage. And with my bonus action, I'll, I'm going to freeze it. Using momentous movement to freeze it. Momentous movement. Let me look at some of the... What's the language on momentous movement? Does it have any size limitations? I believe medium to small. Okay, because these things are large. Oh, okay. I did not know. I did not know how big they were because I never saw them. <laughs> yes, uh, they're the same stuff that Aang saw at the Great Divide in the Last Airbender. Oh like, yeah, these things are big enough for things. multiple people to ride on. Yes. Yeah. Nope. Seeing that, I'm like, yeah, you ain't going nowhere. You're going nowhere near Jaeger. <laughs> and I pretty much have my spear out in the fence, right? Pretty much ready myself. <laughs> okay. Is that creature's turn? The one that you attacked? So it's gonna come charging over at you and do two attacks on you. One bite and one claw. Alright. Do you want me to make that noise again? Please don't. That's a creepy thing. <laughs> oh god. I'll take my raid. <laughs> First attack was a 17 as a bite. The next I'm attack was a 10. I know that's gonna miss. Okay, I'll take the hit. <laughs> okay. 17 as a bite for a chomp chomp. I rolled very low on that. That's good. Uh, that is eight necrotic damage to you. Ow. As it goes chomp chomp. But I'm still healthy. Yep, it missed the first one. Uh, or it missed its other attack. So that's the end of that creature's turn. It goes over to you, Aiden. Aiden is going to mark up the silent, the one in front of oh, Jaeger. Uh which gives me an additional 1d6. 
Mm-hmm. And I am going to choose... Is there any way to position myself uh, to, to target both of the um, spiders? I will say no. Without affecting... Okay. Um, in that case, whirlwind. It needs to make a dex saving throw. Dex? Okay. And, and you're attacking the one that uh, you and Jaeger are... Yes. And okay. I keep forgetting to add my proficiency bonus to my save. Yes. You you said it was so, a dex, right? Yes. It and you're looking to beat a 17. Mm. <laughs> and it still takes half as much damage on a success, however. Okay. Alright, so I get 8d6 worth of dice. Wow. Quick question. Does the blanket I tossed on Jaeger is still on him? It uh, depends if Jaeger tried to catch it. Second? Did Jaeger try to catch it? Uh, sort of. Okay, <laughs> I will say that it's just draped over him. So if he doesn't grab it, it'll just be whipped away with the whirlwind. So I have a total of 30 points of damage, halved is 15. Hell yeah. This thing is looking right messed up. And uh, if there's any loose material or loose fabric, it's gonna flap in the wind. I loaded the blanket. <laughs> That's what <Yeah>. I was asking. <laughs> oh, uh, Whirlwind, it also needs to make a strength saving throw or be pushed 20 feet away. Oh, yeah, that's right. And you're looking to beat a 17. All right, it got a 17 with its bonuses. Of course it did. Yeah. This thing is resilient as hell, Jesus. <laughs> this thing is like, ah, I'm but the, saying. Uh, blanket, let me roll that. Oh, nat one. Oh, yeah, the blanket's gone. Ah, shoot. And Kevin, that was your favorite blanket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, so you're... humbled that you would throw your favorite blanket to <laughs> yeah, cover me up. It's your turn. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, moment of silence for the lost towel. <laughs> reaction. Everybody, everybody, please. please. And then I'm going to... Uh, Thunder, he said a moment of silence. I did. There How was, was a singular moment of silence. <laughs> I know what so, you're talking about, Kevin. Yeah, keep on going, Jaeger. Okay, I'm going to reattack that same uh, bug creature uh, manhood attacking thing that lives in the canyon. And I'm I'm just gonna... I'm gonna do the old... Axer, I'm gonna ask it a question. Uh, I, uh, I am gonna do it twice, and that's a 19 and another 19. Both of those hit. Okay, I'm going to roll for damage with dice that I definitely have, and that's gonna be 20 damage. 20 damage? Yes, sir. Right, Thunder? Uh, Be quiet. All right, Thunder. it's still standing though. It's near. It's on death's door, but it's still standing. Then I'm gonna use fire bullets. Do it. Cause I don't like that thing. Okay, I got 21, 19, and a 15. Two of those hit. Okay, and that's going to be a six damager. Six damage. Still alive. Yeah. God, yeah. It is now that creature's turn. It is going to slash and bite at you. Sir Yeg. Oh no, that's that another digit. <clears throat> Alright. 
What is your AC? It doesn't matter. Both 16. of those are over 20. Oh, good. All right, so its bite attack is going to go right for the Don't the you dare. <laughs> uh, for 11 necrotic damage. God. And then the claw is going to come in and slash at uh, your arms for only 8 necrotic damage. Oh, my God. Are you still standing? Barely. <laughs> and it goes... Barely. Next is Kevin's turn. Okay. Okay, I got my spear of the thing attack me. I can see Jaeger look like Jaeger, do you need healing? Uh uh uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes If you don't, I'm gonna try to hold this thing off. I am in I am in great pain. <laughs> <laughs> are glued to you currently, Jaeger. Oh it attacks my fire dragon. Oh my god. Alright, Kevin, what do you what do you do? <laughs> oh okay, okay. Whoops. Whoops. Uh, Alright, uh I am going to go to uh Jaeger. I know I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna take a hit, but yes, F it. I will take an opportunity attack. Uh F it uh Dirty 24. That this would be a claw. Um, it's going to be 10 damage. Okay, I'll take it. I pretty much uh, go to Jaeger and I can burn. How much she can I burn for to do a to do healing water? Up to the equivalent of what level max you have. So you can cast third level. You can equal that out to uh, charging three chi. Okay. I am going to do three chi to do pretty much a cure wounds on mm -hmm. well healing not water. cure wounds but healing water on Jaeger because he needs it. Mm -hmm. Nineteen heal. Nineteen. Also roll that uh, medicine check. We haven't done healing waters in a long time. Right. That was the thing. Medicine. That yes. would be a sixteen. Uh, almost got it. If you had a, uh, the DC is a 20 on medicine checks, you get to add a bonus heal die, if you remember. Right. Uh, but you didn't get it that time. So, I, I'm like, don't worry, Jaeger! Little, little Jaeger will be alright! <laughs> the canyon crawler is just eyes beaming. <laughs> I thought healing <laughs> And that's it, Kevin. <laughs> All right, the one that attacked you is gonna uh, rush over to you. It's got a 40-foot movement speed, so it can make it without any issues and go right. to attack you uh, the two times. One bite, one claw. I rolled a 19 and a 25. Shoot, I am summoning Ice Shield. <laughs> yeah, sounds like you might have to. Since the rule hasn't changed yet, it only increases your AC by, what is it, four? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll give so me a 20... That, that would give me a 21 uh, armor class. Alright, which means one of those hits. I'll say that the bite was a, was coming in, and you held up that ice shield because I was going to do bite first, claw second, which means that claw is the one that's going to go through. I didn't roll too well. That's 11 necrotic damage. Whew! I'm still standing. 
Uh, Aiden, it is your turn. This is just one convoluted mess right now. All of all of you are like in a group right now, <laughs> essentially. Can I position myself to be in front of Jaeger? Uh, to kind of like stand between the two? Yes. So that it'll target you instead? Yes. Uh, sure. Sweet. From there, I will use my very last whirlwind, and I'm going to aim the center on me. Oh, that's gonna that's so gonna affect everybody. Oh, okay. Oh, that's gonna um, affect Kevin Jaeger and both canyon crawlers. Gotcha. All right, good point. Um, in that case, can I do shattering waves against just the? Uh, what's the language of shattering waves? Uh, sixty foot, ten foot radius. I doubt it. With where you are standing, you will not target any any of the any of your team, any of your allies. You will just target the one canyon crawler if you do that one. Just the one. Okay. You know what? In that case, I will do it. All right. What does so, it need to do? It needs to make a Constitution saving throw of seventeen. All right. It got a fifteen. It fails. Ooh! Yay! In that case, it takes 3d8 plus the Mark of Silent, which is 1d6. Mm -hmm. And then the 1d6 from the fans. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Alright. So I'm doing a grand total of 20 damage. You blow this thing clean in half with that strike. That one half of it goes 60 feet to the left, one half goes 60 feet to the right. <sighs> You're welcome, I say behind me. Thank you. Bonus action. I think I have a bonus action. Let me double check that. All right, I think I'm done. Uh, Jaeger, it's your turn. This airbender kind of like moved in front of you, got a slash in, and just blew this thing in half. Gross. And you still see its face, its eyes just locked on you. I am salty towards Aiden, but I will take my savagery out on the other one. Do it up. Question: Why are you saying Aiden? Because that's how it's spelled: A Y A D E N. Aiden. It's Aiden. Yeah, Aiden. That's what I said. Anyway. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go on ahead and bust out the old flamethrower on the other one. <sighs> okay. Uh, yeah, you move in a way that you don't hit Kevin. Yes. Uh, because it is in melee distance of Kevin. Yes. And how much stamina do you have left after this? Well, I haven't used a stamina yet, have I? I don't think so, because you've just been using your weapons and then bonus action fire bullets. So I yeah. think you will be good. Yeah. And this is flamethrower that you're trying to cast? Yeah, flamethrower. First level. Dexterity, so. And this one goes... <laughs> as it uh, tries to target away. Uh, I didn't roll too, too well, actually. That's an 11. It's going to hit... Uh, yeah, that is that is not a save. That is, it is that not. Is an, that is an anti-save, I think, is the term. And you roll 3d8. D, that's going to be 13. That's 4d8. Because oh. you can cast third level spells. Ooh. Okay, that's going to be 18. 18 damage? Yeah. You want to add some extra heat to it? Yeah, you know, why not? I'll throw it some extra heat. <laughs> you know? Give it a little shoulder wrench. <laughs> yeah, you know, I did just get bit in, in the pee pee. So I should really be fighting like it's the end of my life. Yeah. <laughs> So, so you are going to spend your chi and do some extra heat? Yeah. All right, you spend that chi. It's one chi for how much? Uh, 1d6, and that's going to be an extra five. Extra five. Damage. All yeah. right. So that's going to be 23. It, it is still standing, but it's not okay. looking happy. 
Well, the flamethrower is going to keep on going. I'm keeping her going. It's, it's, uh, it's going to last as long as Gohan to Kamehameha on Cell, which I think yeah. is two or three episodes. It will last for three rounds, unless you it'll, choose to go it'll less. It'll last for three Namekian minutes. <laughs> uh, Kevin, it's your turn. I am... I will say, Kevin, you don't want to use a melee attack because this thing is engulfed in flames right now. That's what I was like. Yeah, you going for melee would get you in the flamethrower. Yeah, that's why I was like looking at him as like, do you need any more healing? Uh, I'll be, I'll be fine. Don't you worry about me. Okay, I'll heal my own self. (laughs) Alright. So I'm I'm going to burn two, uh, I'm just going to burn one chi chi point Mm -hmm. to heal myself. And I get my my own self a medicine check. Yep, no. Mm -mm. You're going to dice jail. Okay. And you got yourself, uh, you got some Heelys on you. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Uh, next would be the Canyon Crawler's turn. It starts its turn in the fire, so it has to make another deck save. Uh, and it fails. So I believe you get to roll that damage again. This doesn't have the extra heat on it, right, uh, if you do it now still. Uh, but they are dealt another 4d8 damage, Jaeger. 17. All right. Uh, it moves itself out of the fire to attack you, Jaeger. Uh, Does it moves... leave my melee range? Uh, yes, but there is that flamethrower right now. Ooh. Yes, yeah. so that's a little wonky. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be fine. No, thank you. <laughs> okay. It gets out of the flames uh, over to your side, Jaeger, and attacks you twice. One claw and one bite. This one is not as good of a throwing, which is interesting. Alright, so one was a dirty 20, one was a 15. The dirty 20 hits. Dirty 20 hits. Alright, it's going to go in for a bite. No, no, I no, no, no. Almost rolled max damage. 14 necrotic damage. Oh, I'll my just, Lanta. I just healed that. As it yeah. bites you exactly where Kevin no. healed you. Wait, where uh, wait. Gets bit again. And uh, it ends its turn. Aiden, it is yours. All right. So there is an active flamethrower going on right now. And I... Oh, oh, that's right. No, you reminded me. Thank you. Jaeger, roll a concentration check. Oh, yeah. I forgot that was a thing. That's going to be 14. All right. You can hold your flamethrower still. Okay. All right. So, yes, the flame is still going. All right. Um... I infuse my fans with air, and I will, since I'm too close for comfort, will use arrow strike against the uh, canyon crawler, which requires me to make a melee attack. Okay. Ooh. (laughs) Um, does a nine? Nope, not nine. Does a six hit? Um, no. Okay. (laughs) That ends my turn. An arrow strike is a basic technique, because I remember... It is a basic bonus action technique, yeah. Yeah. All right, Jaeger, it is your turn. Okay, so I just got to readjust my aim for the flamethrower. Yep, so it has to redo its uh, dexterity save. Okay. It got a 14 that time. I still don't think that passes. It does not. All right, so it is in the fire still. Another 48 comes its way. That's going to be 23. Still standing. 
Oh my god! Okay, that's it. Kevin, your go. I'm just gonna chuck my. How far away is he now? 10 feet? It's like 15 feet, yeah, 10, 15 feet. I'm gonna chuck my spear at this thing. Into the fire? No, into the creature. But he's in fire. Oh, yeah. Like, anything <laughs> I do. Like, anything <laughs> I'll do, it's going to either put out that fire or get burned by that fire. Yeah, it does get a little wonky. Yeah, so I'm just looking at Jaeger, who got hit again. I'm like, oh, come on. I just healed you. And I'm just going to burn another burn another chi point and heal him again. Uh, six plus four. So that's ten. Okay, that's better. 23. So that's a, a bonus die. Yay! Two. So Jaeger, you heal for 12. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's it? Yep. It's, right. it's either that or roasted marshmallows. Yeah. Got it. Got a net one on the die to save itself again. So Jaeger, roll that other, another 48. That's uh, 17 once again. Still standing. I can't believe it is still standing. It's gonna do something really. My powers when it's, it me on the schlong. It's gonna do something really fun. It's gonna instead of target just you, Jaeger, it's gonna move over and attack Kevin, getting in range to where if it gets hit with a fire, you'll hit Kevin too. Kevin, wait. As it goes to make two attacks on Kevin. Hey, I shield to protect me more from the fire <laughs> than from. From him, it has a 21 and a 23. Okay, you, 21 meets and a 23 definitely hits. Oh, wait, this thing gets upcharge, does it? Yeah, it actually goes up for each higher level than this big than this technique to your current uh, technique level. Your AC is 17, so with the plus four is 21. And what level is Ice Shield? Ice Shield is a level one. Okay, so instead of a plus four, you get a plus six. Okay, so that put me at 23. Meat still beats, it still hits you the one time. Yep. 12 plus four, 16 necrotic damage as it claws at you. Well, there goes that heal I did uh, early, uh, two rounds ago. And it positions itself to where if it gets put in the fire again, it'll be, it, Kevin will be put in it as well. Uh, and goes, well, that's the last round of my flamethrower anyway. It like doesn't it know comes that. Back to my turn. Oh, well, I know that on the inside. <laughs> Aiden, it's your turn. Go Aiden, kill it. Flamethrower's still up? And Yeah, until the beginning of Jaeger's next turn, yes. Alright, um, I am going to make a melee attack with arrow strike infused into it. What up? Ooh, 12 plus 3 is 15? Yep, that misses. What?! No! Yep. Come on! Sorry, dude. My turn's done. <laughs> Jaeger, it's your turn. The fire has gone out. Okay. So, the flamethrower dies, and I look at Kevin, who just took damage, and spent quite a bit of chi healing me, and I'm going to use my inner flame, <laughs> which is a bonus action that allows me to heal myself, yeah. uh, which is 2d4 plus 3, Yeah. and that's going to heal me for... Nine? I'm not good at math, but I will do a calculator oh, while dude. I do my next move. What I do? Um, at level seven, it's a, it's a d6. It's a singular d6. It's not a two d4 anymore. It's based off of how much chi you're spending. So if you're spending two chi, you roll two die, but the dice okay. will be a d6. Okay. 
since you're level seven. Okay, and I will just re-roll that roll with one. That's gonna be five plus three. Okay, Ooh, if you if you wanted to, or if you still can spend more chi on that, you can to gain more dice to roll in that. That's how that works. Yeah, it's fine. I'll just stick with using just one. Okay. You know, big thing. And so, and then I will attack the creature with my axe. Do it up. I will. I will do it up. Do it. And that is a seventeen. Seventeen hits. Okay. And that's a seven. Jaeger. Yes. Finish him. Okay. I go to uh, the abdomen area where um, the reproductive organs would be, <laughs> and and I and I say, "You're about to be schlonged," and I cut it in half. And it goes shaking its head vigorously, like, "No, no, 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 no." And then I I put the axe in and I put it through, and I say, take that. That is the end of combat initiative is over there and you see uh the refs and taco have finished off theirs as well uh he's chatting with them in the distance and all three of you uh roll me perception checks uh Seven, all up. nine be 25 all right kevin and aiden uh after this combat is over you guys look deeper into the canyon and you see a figure standing there. Uh, at this distance, you can't tell you can't tell much about it other than the fact that it is a human. Uh, and it waves and gestures for you guys to follow as it walks deeper into the canyon. I follow. Let's go. But I want to make sure the ref um, watch over uh, Taro, who's still sleeping. <laughs> she's still snoring. Very. No, she doesn't snore. Thank so goodness she still snore. I haven't even done a snore check. No. We we can do that right now if you want. I'm scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. No, I'm scared. Like, every time I roll, every time I think I roll good, it turns out that, like, I turn out to be the worst person. You are the best just, person. Just roll. Stop that. Just do Stop it. Stop that. Roll, Natural roll one. Snore. You don't snore at all. Not even a blip. Highly unusual for an airbender. But it yes, is. I follow. I, I follow the figure. June, is that you? What do you guys do? Come on, Jaeger. Let's make sure. Okay. Let's make sure uh, Aiden don't get um, get hurt. And Taco, Taco, can you hear me? I take my ah. blood drenched body and I follow Aiden. <laughs> make sure Taro's okay. She's still sleeping. Watch over her. And I head towards Aiden. You got it. You guys. Make your way deeper into the canyon. Aiden, I heard you shouting, June, is that you? They don't respond. You don't hear a response. But you guys go deeper for some time. A number of minutes. At the point now where you there are no refs in sight, uh, it's it would be tra- a tranquil walk if it weren't for the combat you guys had just faced. Once you guys get to about where the redemption ball was at the start of redemption you see a figure standing in the heart of that uh of that area yeah Uh, i don't want to interrupt your cult worship but uh what's going on around here i look at yanker and literally do a double take you're still naked yes i'm aware do we um do i 
spot the blanket that got blown away? Uh, roll me a perception check. Or okay. pure luck. Just roll me a pure luck check. Raw d20. Roll d20. 18. It was caught up in one of the, uh, like, tree limbs that's hanging off the edge of the cliffside. How far away? Uh, near the top. But at least you know where it is. Uh, that's a climb. Yeah, if Tara were here, she could probably help get it, but that is a ways. <laughs> I'm gonna cautiously approach the, uh, figure. June? June, is that you? You hear the person begin to clap. As you approach, the figure is dressed like June, but the face is revealed. Remember, June always wore something that covered their face. Instead, standing in front of you, Aiden and Jaeger and Kevin, is a man with long hair that is parted to the face that you can see that. Uh, He has a very small goatee, very water tribe like features, Kevin. But even in this darkness, you see just under the neck, he is covered in scars. His face, he looks like a very beautiful, very attractive man. But the whole rest of his body, you can assume just from what you can barely see of the rest of his skin, is just covered in scars. And he continues to clap. I immediately uh, draw my fans and go into my uh, katana fa- uh, mode, and I'm going to be like, who are you? He is going to look at you when you get prepared for combat and just say, Aiden Asher, I do not think that you want to fight me in your current state. I'm not here for combat, but I can be. I got a bad feeling about this. You open your eyes in this dream. You know it's a dream. You can tell in your gut that this is a dream. But you feel like it's not a dream that you normally have anyway. The scape around you is almost like an oil painting in motion. You see a lot of blacks and whites. Uh, a A far enough distance from where you are right now is just pure white. Almost as if the artist hasn't reached that point in the painting yet, if that makes sense. But everything leading up to you is this mishmash of whites and and blacks. And the closer it gets, the more color you see. You begin to scan your surroundings and realize this oil painting, although in motion outside the interior, where the actual painting would be, is Republic City's Capitol Street. You see... The citizens running in terror against the chi blockers. You see Torque in the distance with Vana healing up some of the citizens hiding into one of the buildings. Torque in the process of lifting up uh, a rock to block the doorway as chi blockers come running towards him. You see Jaeger off to the side uh, fighting off the firebenders and then getting surrounded by chi blockers, four of them. You see over in a direction that you didn't see before while you were here, you see even your sister Eva is building up this wall, this big circular wall, blocking any opponents 
till you see a group of citizens. It looks like just a small family, uh, two children, a mother and a father, cowered as she puts up this wall, blocking anything from attacking these people. And as you're looking here, you notice you're standing in the painting, but everything else is frozen. Everything inside this painting, outside of the mishmash, black and white fading into colors. Nothing else is moving, except for you. In the far off distance, you see the stage set. You see the president having just been pushed, just been pushed by, the, uh, by his brother, General Milo, by a gust of air. You see you climbing up the stage, reaching the president to ask, are you okay? But all of that is in slow motion until it turns into no motion at all as though it is a still image as well. It seems like the further out you look, the more you see the motion before it freezes. Almost if it, as if it's being painted in motion before it just stops. And that is your scene around you. Okay. What do you do? I... Um... Is that, um, one building that that big fireball came from? Is that, like, there? Can I see that? Roll me a perception check. Uh, seven. You do see a series of buildings uh, surrounding you. Uh, some to your left, some to your right. A few of them seem to be more colored in than others. You're not entirely sure what is causing or why some parts of this seem to be colored in or some parts seem to be in greater detail. It's hard for you to tell why. But you at least know, hey... It came from this one direction, and there are buildings in that direction, though you can't make out which one it is. There are buildings there that could lead to your answer. Okay. Um, I guess I'll just I'll head in that direction and maybe try to climb up to a rooftop in front of okay. the building. Uh, roll me a d6. Three. You begin to climb your way up. Inside these buildings... It's almost as though it is still e is still in sketch mode, if someone were to actually be painting this. It's just very thin and rough outlines of what you would assume would be in this building. Almost as though whoever, if this is even a painting or something, I'll, I'll keep using that analogy because it's the best way to explain what you see around you. Almost as if they don't even know what's inside these buildings. And there are a couple moments when it almost feels like... If you take a step forward, you drop off into the emptiness of white that is around you in this area, but you keep on marching. You eventually make your way up to the top of the building, open up the emergency, the fire escape door on the rooftop, and peer out. Here, you're able to look down at the street. You're a good five, six stories up. You can still make out the details because you know where everybody is. And to see the battleground from this height really puts it in perspective just how much was going on at once uh, as you stand up here. As you peer around, you come across a figure standing on the platform just at the edge of the next building over. It's hard to tell what it is or who it is, but you see a figure just kind of sitting there uh, on the corner of the building. You know how there are the raised uh, half walls to keep people from just like jumping off rooftops? 
they're sitting on that right now, just kind of like gazing at the Capitol building. That's very safe. Um, I'm gonna try to jump on over there. Uh, how do you get over there? How do you, uh, are you just jumping, or? Um, yeah, I'm gonna try to jump over. Leave uh, Roll me an athletics check. It's not gonna be too hard. It feels like the gravity in this world seems to be a little different than normal. Okay, I'm not <laughs> using this dice anymore. I rolled three threes in a row. Um, three plus six is nine. You make it. Barely, but you make it. And as you do so, it seems like the figure hasn't even noticed that you're there. But something is curious about them. You see, they can move, just like you, even though everything else is in standstill. I'm gonna walk up to them. Try to be, the, trying to be a little sneaky. Well, the closer you get to this figure, the more you realize the familiar bluish-green tint to the skin. The small frame, the little antennae-like things that go down its spine, and the familiar musky water smell as it just sits there uh, looking at this building. Oh. Hi, Val. It slowly turns, and indeed, you are right. You see the face of Vala Halaru, the frog spirit that you guys got at Republic City when you first arrived. And he just looks at you, and you can just see this dreadful sadness in his face. And he just goes, Taro, what are you doing here? I am dreaming. And I think um, before she, he like turned around to her, she was smiling because like she's like, oh, thank God. She sees someone that she knows <laughs> um, or something. Not someone. Um, but I think when she sees his, like, despair, that smile, like, drops instantly. Uh, and he didn't even turn in time to really pay attention. He seemed, his mind is completely distracted by something else. And he just sighs and goes, hmm, like the last time. Interesting. Well. Um, on the off chance, she's gonna look down. Does she look like herself, or does she look like Avalahalaru? She... Uh, you look like exactly the way you did before getting ready for bed. So, like, okay. equipment is still with you. Um, if you are wearing that suit from before, that's still with you. She puts, she writes a note in her mental note. And, and this is different from last time. Not only was it last time you were in a memory of yourself with Val there, this is completely different. Right. She's he, gonna... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, she's gonna uh, climb up onto the little ledge and sit next to him, and she's gonna say, uh, "What is this? Looks like a painting." Yeah, and as you head over that way, you see a chunk of this rooftop is missing, uh, and suddenly it it hits you that chunk that's missing, probably that boulder. That was lunged at the president earlier. It seems like he found the rooftop. But you see, he uh, just looks forward again at the Capitol building. Uh, he's got both of his knees, like both of his feet uh, up and his knees between his arms right now. And he's resting his ch his chin on like his, uh, his wrist. He just goes, 
I'm trying to figure out what happened. What do you mean? We saw what happened. Yeah. Well, all of this here that you see is actually all of your memories uh, put together. Oh. Wait, hold on. I thought he couldn't see your memories, like, after the point of tether. Isn't that interesting? Oh! But oh, he okay. just... He just goes, uh, seeing that confusion in your face, he says, What I'm seeing here is a magnified power, and I think... I don't know, but I think it's because the Avatar was here. Hmm. There's an energy in this scene that I'm able to see. I'm just wondering why I didn't see it sooner. What energy are you seeing? The Avatar. And its spirit. Where? You don't sense it around you? Do I? Uh, Romeo Arcana. Or religion. Either one. Eleven. You feel something, and you know this, just like what you were mentioning before, you know the scope of Val's power, so for this to be able to be made does seem a little extra. Like, there had to have been an added uh, hand, an extra hand in making this, because he normally can't do this. Hmm. I mean, there's something that's... I don't know if it's the Avatar. Makes sense. You know, he's... <laughs> Spirit boy, portal between the worlds. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm trying to figure out what what was missed here. I'm getting this opportunity to look, trying to take it in, but it's just hard. Can I help you? I don't know how. Do you want to? Sure. I don't have anything better to do. I'm dreaming. <laughs> you might be, yeah. Any steps down. Uh, not off the building, just <laughs> steps onto the roof and and flops uh, his way down the stairs. She'll do the same. Um, he leads you into the Capitol building. And as he's doing so, he's talking to you a little bit. And he he's telling you, So, I've been on here for hours just kind of going back on repeat. And this one moment here, I froze. Because I think this is the one moment when I start to feel the presence of the Avatar before they reveal themselves. Hmm. Okay. Sure, let me show you. And as you guys go inside the building, you are led up the stairs that are to your right, uh, that pivot at, in a 90 degree mark toward at the halfway point of the stairway. Uh, go down this long hallway. This is a hallway you never went into, but it looks very well uh, painted. Uh, meaning one of your memories, or multiples of yours, of y'all's memories, are helping him build this hallway. You enter through the room of the capital, uh, the council hall, and you see rows of seats. Uh, you see Kevin kind of like frozen with this confused look on his face. Everything is standstill in here. And you see Yang uh, standing valiantly with his staff out towards Se Lee as he is being surrounded by chi blockers. And she just has this look of confidence and uh, just a sly look. You see uh, Quelo, if you remember him, lay down on the ground frozen, uh, stiff and rigid as though he were attacked by the chi blockers. Uh, you see Z looking uh, very upset 
and gripping the seat in front of her as though she wishes she could help but knows that she couldn't. And you see the councilmen off to the side, uh, the three that weren't any part of what you've seen or heard currently are kind of just cowering with each other at the moment. But he's walking in like this is all completely normal to him, like he's seen this before. And as you're standing at the doorway kind of taking in this scene, he just walks right past all of them and goes, So this is the, this is the spot when I start feeling like the presence is here. But I don't know why it's in here that I feel it and out there that I didn't. You okay? He turns and looks at you, confused, seeing you taking in this scene. I, you've obviously been in this room a billion times for you to not uh, be taken aback by this scene. Like I said, it's the magnified power in here, in this scene, this specific scene, all of this. Hmm. I can s- I've, I've been coming through here, calming it. Did you check the roof? And that's the thing. And he turns and just like astral, like he just turns ethereal and walks through the wall at the end of this room where the big um, glass window is. Uh, I'll follow him to the window. <laughs> Wait, can I? <laughs> no, he, he, that's stupid. No. His hand comes through the wall and just like gestures for you to grab it. <sighs> Fine, okay. She'll grab it. Immediately. Uh, tugs you in and you go right through the wall as you do um, you see you're floating a full story in the air right now but before you even have a chance to like panic about it he says don't worry as long as you're holding me we can stay at this level okay you you better not have slippery fingers I mean I'm a frog but I'll try (laughs) I know that's why I'm not very reassured by that listen can I die here in my dream? Would Probably. I just wake up? Oh. You could maybe die. I don't know. Mm. You're the first person that's ever been in all this with me. Okay. Yeah, I know that. But okay, whatever. Hey, hey. <coughs> yes. Tara. Yes. And he points off in a direction. I I look. You see Dante air gliding towards the window, frozen in time. Huh. And Val goes, I think it was the moment he started using all of the elements I could start to feel this. Because earlier, he used fire. That was the blast that attacked the sign. And that was earth that attacked the president. He used the air. I didn't get the chance to see him use any water. Because I don't know where he was between the rooftop and right here. But it was when he started using all the elements that I started to see and started to feel this energy. Maybe he waterbended or healed someone along the way? Or bloodbended? I don't know. But, Taro, I'm connected to the Avatar. I met Korra, and we tethered. Oh. I I should feel the Avatar at all times. That's why Go brought me. To you. What if he's in the spirit world? Would you still feel him? Only if I'm in there with him. And you're not. No, this is a different world. Think like your world and the spirit world are two separate worlds. And then there's the bridge, the gates, the spirit portals. Those are the bridges between the two worlds. 
think of what I'm doing as what's under that bridge. It's nice. It's really cool. I'm like one of the only spirits that can do that. Oh. Aren't you just very humble? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And you see he just like stops and looks off in a random direction as though he heard something. Tara, do you mind coming with me? Um, yes. Sure, I will come with you. Awesome, because you really don't have a choice. Yeah. And he he grabs your other hand and just like closes his eyes and concentrates. And as he does, all of this this oil painting scene starts to melt. It all starts to melt away around you. You're still standing at the same elevation that you were before, but everything starts to just like sink down. Sink down under your feet, below them, until everything ends up in just this white wash. And then almost as though that white was a fog, everything starts to clear up. And you see yourself standing upon these giant pillars of rock. You hear strange noises way in the distance. You see trees just kind of floating, not even on rocks or anything, just floating in the air. You see birds that may be birds. They have incredibly long tails and even longer wings flying way in the distance. And upon these giant pillars, you stand. And another familiar person that you see. You see, just a short hop away on another pillar is an airbender woman. Yeah. And uh, Val lets go of you and says, I hate to bring you here, but she called for me, so I needed to check up on her. Just now she called on you? Yeah. Oh. And he turns and uh, makes his way over to the pillar that she's on, hops over. Uh, from the giant one you're on to the one that she is, and they begin talking to each other. You're standing a pillar away from them. She's gonna hop closer? You hop on over, uh, and as you do, you hear Val saying, Yeah, and I... Honestly, I don't know if she could even come with me here when you were giving me the call, but here she is. I guess you were right. She's got more to her than, uh, than expected, thanks to me. I wave at her. She finally turns and looks at you. And waves back as though she saw you wave. <laughs> and she goes, after bowing, Oh, Taro, she'll go back. It is always a pleasure in seeing you. How have you been? Thank you, everybody, for listening to Book 2, Chapter 4, What You Doing Here? If you liked our show and would like to show us some support, feel free to drop by our Discord, We Roll Dice, where we also put every once in a while uh, bloopers from the previous week's chapters, as well as where you can find the Elemancer classes. You can also always give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app, such as Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And follow us on social medias at DiceBendersDND. Thank you for listening, everybody, and subscribe for more shenanigans. <laughs>